We at Refuge Ministries are so blessed by the success of Refuge Freedom Stories and podcasts. In addition, we focus on youth prison ministry, release kits, and many other diverse outreaches to the needs of our community. As a nonprofit, there are many costs involved, however, and we are asking for your support. Financial gifts can be made via our website at www.refugeministriescanada.com or by calling 519-701-0108. Your giving makes this work possible, and we thank you in advance for your support. God bless you. Welcome to Refuge Freedom Stories, brought to you by Refuge Ministries Canada. For the next half hour, your hearts will be filled with hope as you hear real-life stories from individuals that have been changed by the power of God. Enjoy the show. Hi, this is Dave Shear with Refuge Freedom Stories. Today I'm talking with Jeff Cotto. How are you, Jeff? I'm good, Dave. Yourself? I'm awesome. I understand That's you're a, a musician, a singer, a songwriter, you know, all kinds of stuff, eh? Yeah, I've, I've uh, kind of got my hands in, uh, in all kinds of things right now. That's awesome. So tell us about uh, your experience with God, Jeff. Sure. So I grew up as a pastor's kid. We grew up in the Vineyard Church. So I've known about God pretty much my whole life. But when I was about 16, I I strayed away a lot. And I got into doing country music and and I got into touring and playing and into drugs and alcohol and womanizing and just kind of everything that that, kind of came with it. And I eventually wanted that so bad that I put on a show and lost a a ton of money thinking that I would make a ton of money, and I ended up losing $75,000. Oh and in goodness. the process, my wife told me that I, I, I was to give up music completely. And it was really humbling. It was really degrading. It was really, like, I, I almost went to jail over it. Oh, God. Uh, and, you know, we, we ended up having to leave our hometown and, and kind of start over. And, and so I was selling cars. And, and to rewind a little bit, when I was seven, my mom had a word over me that I was going to be a worship leader in the same league as Brian Dirksen and David Roos. Mm. And, she, and she never stopped praying and believing that it was going to happen. She she believes that it was as plain as day that God told her, this is who your son's going to be. And I was selling cars three years after put music down, and, uh, and a pastor walked in, and I was really struggling at the time, mm-hmm. uh, just kind of finding myself and who, who I was, and, and I made a lot of changes, like, you know, I thought were good changes, but the pastor walked in, and he, he we kind of walked around his car, and, and he said, Jeff, I, I don't know who you are, but I, I feel like God's telling me that you're supposed to start writing songs for Jesus now. Wow. And I lost it because I was like, <laughs> I was like, you know, what, uh, one of my, I don't know this guy. You know, I, I've, I've seen miracles happen before, like in terms of my mom's ministries and, and you know, as a kid, just kind of visualizing. But I, I thought I was, I thought I was too far gone. You know, I, I thought like if, if God was ever going to use me, why would I have gone through all these things already, right? Mm-hmm, <laughs> and, yes. um, and so it just floored me. And, and uh, at that moment, I gave my life to Christ fully. Uh, and ever since then, I've been, been writing songs for Jesus. It's been quite the, the road of, you know, redemption and, and God's grace. And mm-hmm. 
you know, I couldn't, I couldn't believe that he still wanted to use me. Yes. You know, even, even after all the stuff I'd done, after all the people that I hurt, you know, uh, I couldn't believe that he still wanted to use me. So God is good, my friend. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's so true, Jeff. And, you know, myself and, and so many people I talk to have that similar feeling, you know, at times where they feel unworthy. And the truth is we're not worthy. None of us. God gives us a free will and allows us to do whatever we're going to do. But I, he allows us, I think, to get to that place of humility and humbleness where we recognize that we are not worthy and we come to him in that from that perspective. I mean, that I was the same as me. I you to go through things, especially as a, uh, I'm, I'm a worship leader now, and, and a lot of people would say that I'm, uh, that I'm an anointed worship leader. Mm-hmm. And, and I always like kind of wonder, you know, what's that from right like but i feel like as as a worship leader like in order to lead people into places when you're leading worship you almost have had to go through the fire in order to be refined in order to 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 be or to have an anointing and you know uh, i often weep when i worship like it'll like the lyrics of a song or or like the the moment in worship where you just you know like i have to close my eyes and people go where do you go (laughs) like the throne room right like the feet of jesus that's where i that's where i go and and it's just like i can't help but just be overcome with emotion and love you know like i just love jesus you know Mm -hmm. i can't believe that he he did what he did for me it's crazy and and i think that that people don't really understand that you know what i mean just Mm -hmm. how much god loves them yes you know what i mean like just because you made mistakes just because you've done done bad things like god doesn't love you any less right Mm -hmm. Uh, like and he would go back to the cross for you you know Regardless of, of what you've done or anything like that, so yeah, absolutely, man. So you 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 definitely are in a relationship with God where you feel His love, and and that's what a lot of people long for. And yeah. you know, it seems to be for some reason people struggle with that. Very much. Yeah. You know, what's changed in your life since then? I mean, you're doing worship and stuff, and and uh, all kinds of stuff. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, so I've been releasing songs to Christian radio, specifically in Canada, but also the U.S. And my music played kind of all all around the world now. But but I've been releasing music professionally now for three years in terms of Christian radio and touring for three years. And then I've been a worship pastor twice. This is my second spot now is in Woodstock. You know, it's it's funny because when when COVID hit, I was like right in the thick of touring. So far, I've lost 63 dates to COVID. And at the time, I wasn't wanting to be a worship pastor again. It wasn't in in my field, you know, like my my vision board, if you will. Yeah. You know, wasn't to be a worship pastor again. I didn't really want to pastor people. And and the position came up during COVID to to apply here. And my friends, uh, they they were here. So I thought, you know what, I, I may as well give it a go. And didn't want it. I didn't want the position. And the further that I went into it, I felt God being like, this is this is where I want you to be. I've got you know I've got things here for you. And I kept being like, no, God, I don't don't want it. And so eventually I accepted the position. And it's funny because a couple of years ago, I felt God say, you're going to write songs for the church. And I was like, okay, Uh, like I'm already writing songs that are, that go to radio and things like that. But Mm -hmm. they've always been kind of CCM pop kind of, uh, kind of tunes. And, uh, you know, if you were to come to a Jeff Caddo event, it would be mostly worship. Yes. And so, you know, we got to the, uh, I kept being like, hey God, well, whatever this is going to happen, that's going to be awesome. And when they hired me at this church, one of the things that they wanted me to do was write songs for the church. So I was like, okay, that's great. I can I can do that. And and then they set me up with a studio, and I got got thinking like this is pretty this is pretty neat. And I started doing um, songwriting sessions mm-hmm. 
with my with my church. So I, I posted this one, uh, our very first one, and somebody showed up from an hour and a half away, and we didn't promote it. We didn't do anything. Like, literally didn't even put it on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And this guy showed up from Bolton. You know, that's like over near Barrie, I think, yep, from, from yep. where we are. And so, so uh, you know, I, I was like, man, how, how did you find it? He's like, oh, like, I just came across it, like, on social media, even though we didn't put it out. <laughs> and he said, God just told me that I'm supposed to come here. And so he came, and we wrote songs together and, and whatnot, but it was in that moment where God said that what you're supposed to be doing is not writing songs for your church, but for the churches. Ah. in Canada. So now that's grown to 72 churches across Canada so far, from BC to Newfoundland. Beautiful. And uh, right now we're currently producing these songs we're, that we're writing. It's not costing uh, worship leaders anything to be a part of it. We just want to help write these songs and help produce them and we're literally producing it for nothing. And, and then we're going to release them out to out to the world of the courtyards and, and hopefully play each other's music. And to me, there's songs that, that need to be written today in Canada Canada for what's going on in the churches. Mm-hmm. We're in such a weird time. You know, I feel like churches need to prophesy over themselves. They need to release chains, break down walls. And, you know, we, we, we have a uh, song that we introduced to the church uh, this past week. It was called Healing Power. I wrote it in the beginning of when we first started doing it and just released it. And, you know, like I wrote that because there was so much sickness in our church. Like yes. There's a lot of a lot of people who are ill. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, like after we wrote that and after we played it and played it and played it, we, we played it at some worship prayer events and nights and stuff. And, you know, it just became an anthem for our people. Beautiful. You know, and to me, that's something that's really important for other churches to do is mm-hmm. to write for themselves. That's great. You're encouraging the the body, you know, and there's two main streams for, in my philosophy, is outreach to the unsaved and nurturing the body. You yeah. know, it's so important and that gets neglected. Very um, much. That's fantastic that you're doing that. It's, you have the heart for that. God's obviously spoken to you and led you in that direction. You have released music yourself. What type of genre would you classify yourself musically? I, I used to be country music, so I can't help the fact that there's still twang in my voice. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's very much, you know, CCM, pop, type of feel. But I have a new album coming out in March, and it is more worship, but it's also a little bit more country. Uh, I'm hoping to kind of go back into those roots a little bit more. But yeah, my, my only love, it was pop. And then, and then actually, I came out with a worship EP with four songs on it, mm-hmm. and it it was pretty stripped back. It was uh, it was guitars, piano, uh, lap steel, and a little bit of percussion. But it actually made such a difference. Some of the songs off of just that small EP that I just put out to Spotify was, you know, messages I got back from those songs were mm-hmm. were pretty wild. You know, it's funny because, you know, you go through things or you go through kind of moments where you're like, man, what I'm doing, making a difference. And you really don't know, right? Mm Because you you write the songs and then you put them out and then they float and you just say, okay, God, do what you're going to do with them. And and then that's it, especially as an indie artist, you know, uh, and right now with COVID, you can't go out and sell things. You can't go out and like hear people's stories. But every now and then you'll get an email that comes in from somebody that says, hey, like I I heard this song and it just, it just spoke to me so much it grabbed me my, my single keep fighting which went to number two in canada here you know i've gotten emails from nurses on covid floors in toronto wow. who say that they use that song right before their shift every shift that they do wow you know and, and to me that that is like that's why you wrote it right? <laughs> like, absolutely like, that, like that's why that's why god gives you the song and you do it and then you send it out because you know you hear you hear back from people being like this made a difference for me mm-hmm. so yeah and really if it's only one person you know it's going to be more 
but but it's just so many times you know when we do things and god calls us to do them he's got a plan you know and we have to trust that as well which i'm sure you're doing and and uh you know people it will touch people and it's ministry and spirit-led and it's pretty exciting to hear about it. I, when I first heard about it, man, I was very interested because uh, like the workshops and, as well that you're doing, it's incredible. Like, there's a big need for it. And I wish it was there 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, and, and there's, there's almost been a disjointed unity between the uh, between uh, the churches. And, and that, that bothers me so much because... You know, one of the things that, that I've learned from working with these worship pastors and stuff is that they, they lack encouragement. They lack, you know, having community. Because mm-hmm. us, uh, us creative types are a little off. We're, we're, a, little, we're a little bit different. <laughs> yes. so, so, you know, like uh, a lot of the time, a worship pastor at a church or creative people at a church are, are constantly kind of going up against, you know, whether it be sessions or whether it be, you know, like different groups of people at the church that, you know, have to make decisions and uh, you know, why are these things important? Why are songs important? You know, for, for me, not putting a, de- a denomination on the worship people mm-hmm. uh, and making it so that people people from all different backgrounds can come in and, and write and be comfortable with each other and be lifted. You know, that that to me is is super important because they're just like, you know, even in town here, you know, we've got uh, our church and then there's like three or four other churches. And, you know, when I first came here, I was like reaching out to the other churches and being like, Hey, do you guys want to get together and do a worship night? Mm-hmm. And none of them were like, yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, it was it was like I had to pull teeth in order to even get a response, and I wonder why, right? It's, and it's like you know, shouldn't we be just worrying about coming together as a community and loving Jesus, like mm-hmm. and worshiping Jesus? It shouldn't it shouldn't be about like you know whose church are we going to do it in, and if we're going to do it in a certain church, you know, is it going to be a, done a certain way? Right? Mm-hmm. You know, yes. So to me, that's something that I that I struggle with personally is the differences, and uh, yeah, I don't I don't know, man. It's that's 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 tough for me. Because I see it, I see it, I see it with all the with all the uh, every worship pastor that I've come across and that I work with is the, the exact same boat. Mm-hmm. Where they're just like, I don't have anybody, yeah. uh, and if you can't work together, then you know, I just feel like it's a lost a lost cause, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's the the division that the seeds of division are are sown amongst the church, you know, and it's a tactic of the enemy, and uh, yep. you know he plays on our flesh and and different things, uh, you know, and traditions and again comfort zone and things we're used to and you know it's good to as you said to have everybody work within their comfort zone but God's always kind of with myself he's kind of always stretching my comfort zone just a little bit always you stretching know? and I was talking to someone the other day in ministry and we we're talking about the fact that you know when you go to a football game or you you go to a concert a secular concert as a Christian or not a Christian some do some don't but when you do go or when you have gone at one point in your life you let go you know and you there's there's nothing weird about you know raising your hands or shouting out or <laughs> you know yeah. just yeah. and and again everybody has a different comfort zone or tradition or way of going about things but my belief is that you know anything goes as long as that's not hindering somebody in their in their steps you know in their walk yeah, yeah. so if you were to leave a message with somebody today something that's important we have a lot of listeners right now but you could leave something that would impact somebody to think about today what would you say what would i say 
But I always think that the biggest thing that people don't get is that, you know, you don't have to be perfect. I still I struggle all the time with stuff that I have to take to the cross, Dale, all the time. Yes. And, and most people have been hurt by the church. Most people have, have had something happen where they're like, man, like, like if that's if that's what Jesus is about, then I don't want to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. Most people don't represent Jesus in the best way. Yeah. And I think that most people need to hear the fact that Jesus just, that he loves you. Regardless of the things that you're doing or the things that you've done or, or what you continue to do, you know, like I said before, he would go to the cross for you again and again and again and again. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the thing is that when we walk, as a Christian, walking this walk is hard because we can't measure up. And that's okay. So the fact that, like, I think that most people need to hear that, that, that that's okay because we're, we're not really expected to. And Jesus was the only one who could. Yes. So it, it's okay to make mistakes. It, it's okay to not know everything, you know, and, and it's okay to just give it to God because all that he really wants is for you to love him. Mm-hmm. Because he loves you. Absolutely. That would be my advice, is just worry about loving God. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're in a situation where maybe you've done something wrong, or, or you're, you're living not exactly up to the snuff, or where you think that you should be, or where other people think that you should be at. Absolutely. Just remember that Jesus loves you no matter what, or where you are. And that as long as you're trying, as long as you're loving him back, you know, that's that's truly, in my book, what matters. Bang on, brother. That That's good, great advice, and I know that it's, it is definitely something that people need to hear. I know so many people that need to hear that. Myself, in my life, you know, God, that is the truth about God and about the church. And don't look at people. Don't look at people. They're not God. And like you said, only Christ was perfect. It, It is unfortunate when people get hurt, but God can heal that as well in you you know when you've been hurt by the church and you're disillusioned and you're wondering is it, is this anything real is this even real if, if people can act this way and hurt me this badly well it is real and god loves you and don't look at people eh just don't look at people look at god look to god and he will be there for you and he will heal you do you have a website or something if someone was interested in purchasing some of your music yeah if, uh, you can go to www.jeffcato.com or if you're interested interested in in the worship people ministry it's the worship mm-hmm. and that's for if you are you know a singer songwriter or you're a worship leader or you are uh, wanting to get into worship ministry you know, we just love to come alongside people and, and be able to build them up and, and kind of give them a platform to stand on so yeah if you're interested in that or just want to help us out by donating or or by purchasing you know our, our music then that'd be great oh thank you so much jeff it's been wonderful talking to you and I'm looking forward to more more discussions and learning more about what you're doing, and I'm going to look into it myself. Yeah, we're going to play some of your music now. I'm looking forward to that as well. Great. Thank you for being with us today and sharing your message and your story. Oh, thank you. Take care. When you feel like life is falling faster And your world keeps crumbling like it's plaster you see this as a natural disaster Keep fighting, keep fighting more to your story than a little misstep You're treading water and you're feeling like you lost breath Hold on, don't give up yet Keep fighting, keep fighting The sun, it will rise up on your face The devil has no place inside of your heart For the breath of the living, the salvation giving The strength for the fight that's to come And keep fighting Fight for the joy that's coming Fight for the hope that's rising up And keep running 
few words from Alan Campbell about Refuge Ministries Canada. Refuge Ministries Canada started when I was invited to share my testimony from accepting the Lord at 19 in Millhaven Penitentiary to be interviewed on 100 Humphrey Street. As a result of this interview, I was invited by a local church in Spruce Grove, Alberta to share my testimony at the Edmonton Young Offender Detention Center where a 12-year-old boy whose role models were Jeffrey Dahmer and Charles Manson accepted the Lord. Leaving the youth jail that Tuesday night, I got on an airplane to fly back to London realizing that nothing was being done to support him, disciple him, and mentor him when he was released. That is how Refuge Ministries Canada started. I hope that you have enjoyed the last half hour as much as I did. Thank you again to Refuge Ministries Canada for hosting the show. So until next Friday, may God richly bless you with peace, love, and happiness. We at Refuge Ministries are so blessed by the success of Refuge Freedom Stories and podcasts. In addition, we focus on youth prison ministry, release kits, and many other diverse outreaches to the needs of our community. As a nonprofit, there are many costs involved, however, and we are asking for your support. Financial gifts can be made via our website at www.refugeministriescanada.com or by calling 519-701-0108. Your giving makes this work possible, and we thank you in advance for your support. That's 519-701-0108. God bless you.